Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. I have a real encouraging thought for you today, and I'm uh, not going to talk very long, and then I have a challenge for our church. Everyone say, challenge me. Oh, I like it. That was like 90% participation. Okay, I will uh, today. Uh, but today I want to uh, give you an opportunity to not just come to church, but to be the church. As you heard Jay talk about a minute ago, uh, we, don't, we don't just exist for us, but we actually exist for those that are outside of us. You know, the church has never just existed for those inside the four walls of this, you know, beautiful school known as KCD, but it also exists for those that are not yet a part of this place. And so once a year, we come around that idea. Once a year, we come around the idea of just reminding ourselves that we are a valuable part of God's plan on this earth, that what we do actually matters, that when you said yes to Jesus, when you gave your life to him, he had a plan for you, he had a purpose for you. And today, I wanna share an incredible truth with you that I want you to get in your spirit. But before I do, I wanna give you one quick announcement. If you've been coming to LifePoint for any amount of time, or maybe today's your first time, and you're like, you know what? I'm ready to get involved in this place. I'd love to jump in. We have an environment right after service uh, today called Serve With Us. And so it's right after service, head out those doors and it's to the left. And uh, you can can jump on the team, start serving. Maybe you've been kind of kicking the can. You're like, I think I'm ready to make this my church. And so that's immediately after service. Well, let me share this incredible truth with you that I think is all throughout scripture. And it's this right here. You are an invaluable part of God's work. Not only that, you are invaluable to God's work. I could even say this, you are invaluable to God, that God loves you. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that or if you felt that lately. Uh, you may walked in today feeling unlovable because of what you know, you've been through in life or because of how other people have made you feel, but God loves you. You're invaluable to God. You're like, I don't know if I like that word. Isn't that the opposite of valuable? Well, invaluable actually isn't the opposite of valuable. Valuable does mean that uh, uh, valuable means something of worth, something of, you know, value, great value. But invaluable actually means this. Invaluable is not the opposite, but it's, it's even a deeper level. It means that it's priceless indispensable, irreplaceable. Some of you guys have some things that if your house were to catch on fire today would be invaluable to you. That money couldn't buy another one of those. It's that photo album that you've had. You know, we celebrated our 17th anniversary this weekend. Thank you. That was for you, babe. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for being a good wife. We've got a photo album that this was before digital, you know, print. Um, what, what was available and iPhone pictures and all this, that's all like, I mean, the sheets that, you know, you ever seen them where you're like, you lift them up and they're like sticky tack, like in there, those kind of photo albums of our wedding. I mean, that's amazing. If we were to lose that, look, that is invaluable. It's priceless. I mean, it's something that's just irreplaceable. There's no hard drive with those things floating around. They are not in the cloud anywhere. It's invaluable. And you are not just valuable to God. You are not just valuable to the work of God, but you are invaluable to him. You are priceless. All throughout scripture, we see God illustrating that simple truth that you are invaluable to him. 
In fact, in the New Testament, we see several stories, one of which talks about a shepherd that has a hundred sheep. And when one of those sheep leaves, that that one sheep is so valuable to the shepherd that the shepherd would leave the 99 sheep to actually go after the one. Now, I want you to think about that because that's, that's huge that our God would do that. That's huge that our God would, would, would love something so much that he would care about the one sheep that would wander off. See, it's hard for us to wrap our, our brains around that sometimes because sometimes we think of stuff, right? We think like, like my Apple Watch. I mean, think about it. Imagine if I had 100 of these. If I had 100 of these and I were to lose this today or even give this to you, it wouldn't matter to me because I'd have 99 more. But I want you to think about if you had five or six kids. Anybody out there that has like five kids in the room? You got, you got a couple. Okay, you got five kids, sir. If you were to lose one of them, you wouldn't be like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I got four others, <laughs> right? No, even the one that wanders away, it's invaluable to you. That's how God views you. You're one of his children. You are his kids. And if you were to lose, if he were to lose you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He would go after you. If you, you know, just wandered off from him, if you were to walk out of here today and say, I'm done with God, I want nothing to do with him, and you walked out on him, he wouldn't walk out on you. He wouldn't leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'd come running after you. He might let you do your own thing for a while, but he would always be there. There's no, 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 no. There is no height you can go to, no depth you can go to that God would not be there. God loves you. You are invaluable to him. And I want you to get this simple truth today that you matter, that you have purpose. Have you ever thought about that? You're not just, you know, one in a million. I've said this since the beginning of our church, but you're one of a kind. Each one of you, unique with a fingerprint. Each one of you, unique by design. Before there was a you, God thought of you, had a plan for you, created you on purpose, knitted you together in your mother's womb. And so the world, the world sometimes will want us to feel not valued, not of worth, but God says you're invaluable. And the biggest lie that we can believe is this, that if we weren't here, well, it wouldn't matter. If, if I weren't here, it wouldn't matter. If I weren't on this earth, it would not matter and nobody would miss me. And it's one of the greatest lies and it's one of the greatest tools that the enemy has ever used that if you weren't here, it wouldn't matter, but you matter. You matter to God. You matter to God. You matter. Not only do you matter to God, but you matter to his kingdom. You matter to the work of the church. You matter to the church. In fact, the church isn't the church without you. You matter. You're a part of the body. You are invaluable. But it's so easy to think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not important enough. I don't matter. It's so easy to feel unworthy. It's so easy to say things like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt. But how many of you know words, they hurt. They hurt you and maybe you were in a dating relationship one time and somebody said something to you and it's defined you and now you've never felt valuable again. It's defined you, you feel worthless. And you're in this constant pursuit to prove yourself to others. 
in this constant pursuit, and maybe it shows up in different ways, this constant pursuit to say, hey, I'm valuable, but I want you to know today that you don't have to strive. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. God loves you. You're invaluable to him. You're priceless to him. You're irreplaceable to him. And so my prayer today is that you understand that. But not only that you understand that you are invaluable to him, but you're actually invaluable to the work of the church. The Apostle Paul used this incredible metaphor. If you have your Bible in the book of Corinthians, we're gonna look at just a few uh, verses of scripture, but 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12, the Apostle Paul is talking to the Corinthian church and he compares the church to a body. And as he's teaching them, here's what he says. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So the human body has many parts, right? We have uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes, eyes and ears and mouth and nose. We have many parts. That was good, wasn't it? We have many parts, but they all make up one body. Let's play a little game real quick. I wanna show you some images on the screen, and then I want you to tell me uh, not what the individual image is, but collectively what you see. And so you'll get this in a second. And so when you see this image right here, you see an elephant, but what is an elephant when it has more than one? Does anyone know what it's called? Where's all my Nat Geo people? Somebody said it. It's a herd. It's a herd. And so that was your warm-up one. Okay, here's another one. When you see a group of lions, anybody know what they're called? A pride. Oh, we, have, we have a smart church. All right, I'm going to stump you on this one. Group of cheetahs. A group? Who's, I heard it from someone. A coalition. I had to stump you. It was too easy. All right, what do you call this one? Now, be careful. This is donkeys. Is <laughs> not where your mind went. Anybody know? Come on, I'm not the only one that thought that, right? It's a pace, though. It's a pace. What do you call a group of crows? Anybody know? Murders. Hey, murders. That's bad. <laughs> what do you call a group of vultures? This is the best one. A committee. <laughs> Come on, how many of you ever have one of those at work? You're like, no way. All right, I got another one for you here, but I, I want to set it up this way. Every one of these animals individually has a name. And so a vulture is a vulture, you know, a, a crow is a crow, a donkey is a donkey. And so individually they have a name. But when those animals get together with a group of animals, they take on a new identity. And so this isn't just a vulture, but it is a group of vultures known as a committee. And so individually they have a name, a single animal, but as a group, they take on a new identity. And so here's the question. What do you call an individual or a person that has surrendered to Jesus? Anybody know? A, who said a Christian? Yeah. This is not, I'm not trying to trick you or anything, right? You, you gave your life to Jesus. 
You've surrendered to him. You're now known as a Christian or a follower of the way or a disciple. You have, you have taken on a, an identity, right? But here's what's unique. I want you to look at this picture. What do you call this picture? A body, a church, a congregation. So individually, there are a bunch of Christians in the room, a bunch of disciples in the room, but together we take on a new identity. Together we're more than just Christians. Together we're more than just a congregation. The Apostle Paul would say together we're the body of Christ. And that just as a body has many different parts, so does the church. That each one of you are uniquely wired. Every one of you are a part of the body and you are invaluable. You matter. If you weren't here, this church would be weaker. I don't know if many of you believe that. You matter. You matter to the person to the right of you. You matter to the person to the left of you. A church is stronger when you're a part of it and you understand your role. You're not just a Christian in a room hearing a talk, but no, you are a part of something. You took on a new identity when you walked in this room. It's the body of Christ and you're invaluable to it. And here's what you've gotta know. The biggest lie the enemy wants to tell you is you don't matter, but here's the truth. Every part of the body it matters. Every part of this church, it matters. And it's if the apostle Paul could sense that people didn't really believe that or, or understand that or grasp this idea. So he went on to actually give a few other uh, truths when it came to helping you understand this metaphor of the body. So in verse number 14, he says this. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part, many different parts. He goes on to say, if the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And then he goes on to say this, if an ear says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, can you just get that visual for a second? <laughs> if you were an eye, and lots of them. Which would you rather be, a body of ears or a body of eyes? Ears, there you go, ugh, gross. If your body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? He goes on to say this, in fact, some parts of the body seem the weakest and the least important, but they're actually the most necessary. All of you together, everyone say all, all of us together, we are Christ's body. And each of you, well, you're a part of it. I think it's so interesting, Paul here, he's describing, you know, the ear and the eye. I mean, think about those two things sometimes, the ear and the eye. I mean, eyes get all the credit. Ears get very little credit. I mean, you've never looked at somebody and said, you're the apple of my ear. Right? You've never had an ear-to-ear -ear conversation with someone. You've never been on a date and stared lovingly in somebody's ears. No, it's the eyes. But does that make the ear any less valuable? Does that make, does that make the ear any less important? That's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. 
He's saying, no, it matters. You couldn't hear without it. You, 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 couldn't, you couldn't see without these things, but you couldn't hear without these things. And so some of us, when it comes to the body of Christ, and I know this is rocket science, right, today, but it's an incredible truth that I think that we gotta get in our spirit because I think the enemy is constantly trying to sabotage this and constantly trying to tell people, you don't matter. If you weren't here, the church wouldn't miss you. But the truth is you're a body, you're part of the body of Christ and all of you matter. You, you matter. When you look at every church in this town, every, every group of believers. See, uh, someone that doesn't go to church, that, that maybe just, you know, they're a Christian, but they're not connected. Well, they're missing out. They're, they're, they're a follower of Christ. They're a Christian, but they're missing out on the identity that Christ had for them to not just be a disciple, but to also be a part of a body. And so when you come to church, you're fulfilling God's plan to be a part of the body of Christ and you're, you're invaluable. You may think, no, no, I, I don't really matter. And the apostle Paul would say, even if you seem weak, even if you feel like your role in the body of Christ doesn't matter, what you may not understand is sometimes the least important often is the most necessary. Those who feel the weakest maybe are actually the strongest all of you together, not some of you, not the people that are just on the stage, not the people that hold a microphone, all of you matter. You're all part of the body. But the enemy wants us to think that the weakest things don't matter, but you're invaluable. I mean, think about body parts that don't get a lot of credit sometimes. If you think about your hand, your thumb, I mean, it, it, it matters, right? I mean, if you need to hitchhike, you're gonna need a thumb. I mean, it's, it's gonna help you out. Your index finger, it's great for telling those kids, don't do that. There's a middle finger. I'm not going to flip that in the room. Some of you guys, that finger really matters to you. You use it all the time. There's the ring finger, the fourth one. But think about the pinky. It gets very little credit. I mean, maybe if you're going to pinky promise, but you quit that in like elementary school, right? And so you become an adult. But did you know 50% of the strength of your hand comes from that? That's crazy. Doesn't get a lot of credit. But if you didn't have a pinky, half your hand strength would be gone. Just try that right there. It just, it feels weird, doesn't it? But together, I mean, look at how you can clinch a, this is participation here. You're like, I look like I'm milking a cow. There's this little thing I Googled in the back of your throat. It's called the ovula, the little dangly thing, thing in the back. Did you know that it produces, this is crazy, enough saliva during your lifetime to fill two swimming pools? So if you need to fill a pool this summer, you got it in you. You got to know this, guys. Sometimes what you do, it may not be visible or as visible as other people, but just because it's not visible, man, it doesn't mean that you're not important. Just because of the part you think you play in the body of Christ seems invisible and you may not be on a stage and you may not hold a microphone and you may go unnoticed, doesn't mean that you don't matter. You matter. You're invaluable to God. You're invaluable to the work of God. In fact, you are invaluable to God's work and this church is incomplete without your contribution. The body of Christ is incomplete without your contribution. 
I wanna say some truths over you today. Your story, it matters. What you've been through in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the heartache, your story matters. All of you have a story. It's called a testimony. And your story, man, it could be the very thing that points people to Jesus. Your story, it matters. What you've been through, it matters. The past that you've walked out of. See, the enemy will want to lie to you and say, because of your past, you don't matter. But your story matters. And because of your past, I mean, you matter even more because you have a story that can glorify God and can celebrate God's goodness and can tell of his incredible grace and mercy. Your story matters. Your voice, it matters in the body of Christ. It matters, guys. You may never hold a microphone on a stage, but your voice matters. Your voice matters to a friend that is going through it, that is discouraged, that's having a bad day. And it matters when you look at him and say, I love you. I'm here with you. God loves you. Your voice, oh, it matters. Your words, it matters. It it matters. Your gifts, they matter. The talent that's on the inside of you what God has created you to do. Did you know God has given each of you gifts? Each of you have unique gifts and God gave you to build up the body. He gave you those gifts to build the body, to build up one another, to make sure that you could look all around each other and when you are weak, you can find somebody that is strong. And so it matters But the enemy will want you to think your story doesn't matter, your voice doesn't matter, your words don't matter, your gifts don't matter. And what happens when that happens is the church becomes weaker because it's not living out its design. But you are invaluable. You're invaluable. Guys, your prayers, it matters. You may think, well, I'm just a prayer warrior. I'll never stand on a stage. I don't rock babies. Nobody in here even knows me, but I am a prayer warrior. Can I say your prayers, they matter because while you've been spending hours in prayer for this church and for God's people, and when people come in here and their lives are changed and miracles happen and somebody raises a hand and gives their life to Christ, you were a part of that. Your prayers, they mattered. Your generosity, it matters. I'll talk about that here in a minute. You may think, well, all I do is, you know, I can can give a little bit to the church. Well, if God's given you the ability to create wealth and that's how you use it for the church, it matters. Your generosity, it matters. Your invitation to other people, it matters. Your encouragement, it matters. I just want you to know you matter. The church would be weaker without you. The body of Christ could not function without you. And so... Do you have a story? Use it. Do you have a voice? Shout it out. Are you generous? Be generous. Whatever gifts God has given you, however God has wired you, build it up. Not just this church, but the church, the body of Christ. Collectively, all of us going out Some of us a hand, some of us a foot, some of us an ear, some of us an eye. All of us matter. The biggest bone in our body is the femur. It allows us to stand tall. Without it, we would fall to the ground. We need the femur. The smallest bones in our body are found in our ear, and without them, we could not hear. 
whether you feel like the biggest or the weakest, the biggest or the smallest, you matter. You matter to the body. My little boy, uh, he's recently discovered what it means for part of his body to fall asleep. Um, He was in the car the other day and his foot fell asleep. However, he was sitting on it. And it's so cute when he talks about that now. He says, it's fuzzy, it's fuzzy. Oh, my foot is fuzzy. You know, he just freaks out, right? I'm like, it's asleep. No, it's not asleep. My foot doesn't sleep. It's fuzzy, it's fuzzy. And have you ever noticed that when something on your body is fuzzy, when something is asleep, it like paralyzes the whole rest of you. You're like, I can't do anything right now because it's fuzzy. The enemy has paralyzed some of you. And the body, if you're not careful, will get paralyzed if you don't function. For you not to understand that you are valuable, part of the body is asleep. And I just wanted to say, wake up. You matter. You're invaluable. God loves you. Yes, I did come today to encourage you because we get enough discouragement all the time. And the word of God is meant to change you and encourage you and to build you up. And so as a church, I want us to do something this week. And I want us to do something together because together we can do so much. Again, it's so easy to think that the part we play doesn't matter. That if we're not on a stage or we're not, you know, like, you know, in a leadership role that, that we don't matter. But, but the part you play, it matters because when you do your part and I do my part, together we can do impossible things or together we can actually make a splash. Imagine if you were to throw just a pebble in the water. It makes a little splash, but you get a bucket of pebbles and you dump them in the water at one time and the splash gets a little bigger. And so this week, what I wanna do is just make a bigger splash in our community. And so once a year, we come around the idea of serving our community, and and we ask that the church would do it all together. Um, All throughout the year, we're making little splashes. We're doing what we can, but one time a year, we get to make a bigger splash. And everybody's splash is relative, right? But our splash, man, it it can get someone wet if we all do it together, if we all take part. And so this week is Serve Week. And this weekend is Serve Weekend, and I want to give you three ways that you can just play a part this week, all right? Three ways that you can play a part, and you can just function as part of the body of Christ. The first is this. Um, When you leave today, you're going to get a card, and it looks like this. And the first thing we can do, I think, is we can see a need, and we can meet a need this week. This week. So when you leave, you're going to get a bag, and in that bag has two different cards and one of them looks like this. And it says something extra to show that God loves you. And I think, uh, man, as the body of Christ, uh, man, there's nothing better we can, we can do than to encourage other people and build other people up and show them the love of God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. God loves Louisville and you are the vehicle in which God shows his love to Louisville. Amen. We're the vehicles. We're the vehicles of God's love 
to a world that feels unloved, to an individual that's having a bad day, to a single mom that doesn't know if they can make it this week. We're the vehicle. And so everybody this week, I want us to do one thing as individuals, but together it'll make a splash. We would see a need and we would meet it. It could be a neighbor's grass that needs to be mowed. It could be a couple that they have not been on a date in years. And you say, can I watch your kids for you? Go on a date. It could be a waitress at a restaurant that looks like they're having a bad night and you leave a big tip. It's, it's up to you to, to see the need and, and to meet the need. But, but here's how we can practically do this or how, here's how we can make a conscious decision in this. I think we have to keep our head up. We've got we to gotta look at people around us. We've got to keep our eyes open to needs around it. We got to pray, God, help my head be up so I can see the need and then help not only have my eyes open, but help my heart be engaged so I can meet the need. And so I'm gonna keep my head up to see a need. I'm gonna keep my heart engaged to meet a need. And so this week, I want you to take this card and I want you to see a need and meet a need. And on the back, we've left a big, this is not a marketing piece, everybody. It's, it's meant to encourage someone. It says something extra to show God loves you. And on the back, it's blank for you to write a note. And so you would see a need. It may be that waitress that needs the big tip. And you would write a note. I don't know you. We may never see each other again, but God loves you. You're loved. You're valuable. Thank you for how you served us today. It may be to a neighbor that you bake some cookies. You drop them off on their porch and say, you're a great neighbor. I appreciate you. Thanks for looking out when I'm gone. It may be to a boss or coworker. Maybe to a parent that you haven't reached out to in years. A brother that's estranged. You just drop a note. Put something a little extra with it. Just say, just something to say, God loves you, but so do I. And so all of us can do that. This can change a life this week. Don't sleep on this card. It can change a life in a huge way. The second is this. Everyone, when you leave today, you're gonna get a bag and uh, we'll hand them to you as you exit. And it looks like this says, uh, for God so loves Louisville on it. It's a white bag. And once a year as a church, uh, we partner with a local organization called the Lord's Kitchen. Uh, the Lord Kitchen serves food insecure people in Louisville. They've been doing it for about 30 years. And uh, in Kentuckiana, I don't know if you know this or not, but this, this really is a startling stat that one in seven people are struggling with hunger. This is not a third world country. This is right here, Kentuckiana. In this region, one in seven are struggling with hunger. And so the Lord's Kitchen, they distribute 5,000 to 700, or 5,000 to 7,000 pounds of groceries weekly. 
and on average, 250 youth are provided lunch Monday through Friday during the summers. This is a great organization. Um, a lot of times people ask as a church, like, how do you, you know, how do you serve the least of these? And, you know, there may be a, a point in our church at some point we have our own food pantry or we have our own kind of like center where we're helping and we're taking people in and all that stuff. But I, I think something that we've done really well and that we've tried to do is just instead of reinventing the wheel, partner with people that are crushing it. And so we look out people in our community and say, okay, this is the part of the body you are. God has uniquely wired you to, to figure this out. Distribution of food and all of that. You've got the space and the people and the vision. And so as a church, we wanna come alongside our community. We don't wanna say in everything, hey, look at us, we're the answer. No, together we're all the body of Christ in Jesus' name. And so we wanna come alongside people that are crushing it. And so um, you're gonna get a bag this week. And in the bag, there's a suggested list of items that we reached out to the Lord's kitchen and said, hey, what do you need? And what would it look like if our church were to just try to make a splash? I mean, maybe, I mean, five to 7,000 pounds of groceries weekly. What if we could give a week's worth? That'd be awesome as a church. What if we could do that? Well, I think we could if we realize that together we can do more. If one of us bring a bag back, we're not gonna make a splash, but if all of us bring a bag back, we can do more. And so they've suggested items in here. You don't have to put these in there, but this is their, 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 their wish. These are, these are items that are hard to come by. Some of you though, you, you may need to, you know, maybe you can't afford to go do that. You're struggling yourself. And if that is you next weekend, when we get these bags, you take one with you. You call us, come by the office, we'll help you. But if you can pack a bag, pack a bag. It'll cost this cost, this some name brands in here. So they told me it was about $50, but you can go to Aldi and go to Dollar General and you can do this bag for about 35. And so it's, it's, it's a commitment, it, it, it does cost something, but it goes a long ways. And so somebody could get a meal this week and be fed and keep their house clean and stay sanitary because you provided this. And so I would love if as a church, we can, we can next week collect 200 of these, which means everybody's gonna have to grab one. And some of you guys, maybe for those that can't, would grab two or three and just fill them up. And then next Sunday, we're gonna bring them back and we'll have a drop-off area out in the foyer for you to just drop them off. And then we're gonna bless the Lord's kitchen. And it's something we can do locally to just love on our city. And uh, so, man, I hope you do that. It's so fun when you get to do that as a church. And then the last need is this, we're gonna pack bags globally. And so we believe in your community around you. We believe in the city that God has called us to plant, but then we also believe in the world in which we're a part of. And I know Russia and Ukraine may be out of the news, but that doesn't mean that there's still not needs. It may not show up on your newsfeed every day, but they're still hurting. Uh, there's still people struggling. And last year when we packed bags, Ukraine wasn't on the list. It was Haiti and Nicaragua, but this year they're on the list because they're hurting and struggling. And so what we're gonna do next week, because of your generosity, um, we're gonna partner with Lifeline Christian Ministries and our hope is to pack about 13,000 meals, Jay, 
13,000 meals. Um, we're gonna mix, weigh, and seal them. And so they'll come with food and then we pack them into bags. Somebody seals them and then we box them. And hopefully 13,000 of them will be boxed up and sent to Ukraine. And that can feed up to 26,000 people. How amazing is that? Here's what it's gonna take though. It's gonna take about a hundred of us next Saturday coming here to KCD and being a part of this. Now we've already paid for it. You paid for it actually. Thank you for your generosity. Um, you've already bought these meals. We just gotta be able to package them to send them. And so it's one thing to purchase them. It's another thing to send them. And so um, even if you can't come this Saturday, you're a part of it because if you give in this church, your giving went towards it. And so we paid about $5,000 actually for these meals. And so um, all paid for because of your generosity. And so thank you. And so this week, we'd love for you to be a part of, of, of helping us. And so Saturday, we're gonna be right here at the church out in the foyer, Lifeline will be there. If we can get about a hundred of us signed up, really come take an hour shift. It's something you can do with your kids, by the way. We're bringing our five-year-old with us and uh, it's a lot of fun. And so take an hour, come together, and uh, here's what I think. I think this week, if we can do these three things, we'll make a big splash. And so church, it isn't just a place you go, but the church is really who you are. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. So this week, man, I hope that you would grab a card, do something extra, you'd pack a bag and you'd show up. And that's gonna make a big splash. It will. And so I hope you do that. When you leave today, we'll give you bags as you exit. And then out front, there's a t-shirt, uh, hopefully for everyone um, as you leave. And when you come on Saturday, uh, just to help, you know, security things, people know who we are and us all to be in uniform together as a strong unified effort. Uh, we wanted to look and feel like a team on Saturday because we're doing a team thing. And so uh, we want you to grab a t-shirt and then wear that t-shirt on Saturday and collectively just feel the power of being a part of a team, a body that's gonna pack 13,000 meals uh, for Ukraine. And so if you can do that when you leave, that would be great. Well, hey, why don't you close your eyes? I wanna pray for you. Father, we thank you so much for just an opportunity to not go to church, but to be the church. And this week, I ask that you'd help our church show up, that you would help us um, just lean into this mission of being a part of what you called us to do. And God, I pray that we wouldn't just make a, a little splash, but a big splash this week. And God, I pray that it would change lives. I pray for every meal that goes to Ukraine. I pray when something or someone gets that meal, I mean, when they open that meal, they're reminded that God loves them. I pray as somebody packs a bag as a family, there's a heart of gratitude and thankfulness of all that you've done for them. And I pray that when somebody gets a bag from the Lord's kitchen, that they would be reminded that God loves them. I pray as somebody does something a little extra this week, that whoever they're doing it for would be reminded that you love them. 
And God, may the incredible truth sink in today that we are invaluable to you and we are invaluable to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.